Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Wine and Real Estate. Bonsoir. So tonight we're really excited to have Ross on as our guest. And mm -hmm. Ross also hosts a podcast, the uh, Real Estate Golden Nuggets. And I had the chance of being interviewed a few months ago. And anyway, I'm really happy to have you on. And anyway, we're going to drink to this. I don't know yes. if you have a drink, but... <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you yeah, drinking I tonight? Am. I'm not a huge wine guy, but I have this at home, so I'm going to definitely pour one for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We're actually drinking a bottle. Uh, just a little hint, hint. One of our, our guests bought us a bottle, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't see the label. Yeah, you can't see the label. It's kind of washed out, but it's it's Fogler. Oh, and you have to go slower and then you can see it. Oh, okay. Then, then you can see it. I'm never Super turning it the slow. right way. No. There we go. I see Fogler. it now. Yeah. And it's a Cabernet Franc from 2018 from the Niagara Peninsula. Right. Peninsula. Yes. Okay. And it's actually, it's very good. It has a lot of blackberry undertone, under notes or tones, or I don't know how you call it, but anyway, very good. <laughs> so, salud. Yes. Salud. Santé. Salud, guys. <laughs> and what, what are you drinking? So, tell us more. It's red. I, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's called, uh, I'm sure you guys have known, again, I'm not a big uh, wine drinker, but yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's called Miami. Um, it's, it's, I guess, it's from California, looks like. And mm -hmm. it, it has a blend of like citrusy stuff. So there's a bit of a, it looks like there's a, a blend of uh, lemon, um, hmm. grapes. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's nice. It's like a, it's more for people that I guess uh, are uh, kind of a little bit like that little bit of a sweet taste. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. So I, I find it's, it's nice when you have just like a casual get together with friends. Like you can easily go through a bottle really quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Awesome. Makes we the like conversation it. flow better. Yes. We yeah. like California wines for sure. So why don't you absolutely. introduce yourselves for people who don't know uh, who you are, who are watching? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, as Francois mentioned, my name is uh, Ross. I'm a realtor and an investor here in Toronto. I live in Toronto, but... I'm heavily involved in the Niagara region. So Ooh. speaking of the Niagara wine region, the winery. Yeah. <laughs> this is from Niagara. <laughs> there you go. Right. So uh, that's kind of like where uh, I am in. Uh, I'm at right now. I am looking at other markets as well actively. Um, I also started investing in Sarnia. Uh, but yeah, my my main focus is Niagara. I really like the region. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm finding there's a lot of great resources there. Price points are a little high, but you know, you always got to just keep at it and hopefully there's more opportunities out in the market. You just, sometimes you have to create opportunities as we know as investors. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You make an opportunity. People think you find an opportunity that it does happen, but usually you have to create your opportunity. Just like you said. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, funny enough for me, it's like this whole real estate investing um, has been fairly new to say the least. I mean, uh, my first crack at, at real estate investing was actually back in, 2013 but Ooh. i didn't really know i was investing in, in a sense <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah and, and it's funny when things like that happen in life right i mean i knew of real estate investing i had a great idea of it i mean um back in when i was even 18 years old I, I remember having a conversation with my friends in high school to be like hey guys like rather than spending money on a car why don't we all pitch in let's say five thousand or two thousand dollars each and go buy a house right yeah cool yeah, this is back in the day, right? So imagine if we bought the property, we'll be laughing wow. right now. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Oh my. <laughs> so yeah. what came first, being a being a realtor or being an investor? For me, it was a realtor first. Yes. Okay. So I became a realtor, and uh, my first crack at at his investing, as I mentioned, was kind of when I purchased a pre-construction condo. Mm -hmm. Okay, had, cool. 
Yeah, I purchased it here in Toronto, and and the way I came across this deal was a buddy of mine. I remember this vividly. We were we were going out for his birthday, and uh, he turns around and tells me because his dad was a realtor, mm. and uh, says, "Hey, there's this great deal. There's this is uh, property coming up in Toronto, like waterfront, and it's five hundred dollars a month." I'm like, "Sorry, did you say five hundred dollars a month?" <laughs> he's like, "He's like, yeah." I'm like, "That's insane. Like, sign me up." Like. Like, I didn't even know where it was located. I didn't even know what it looked like, how big it was. I was sold just on the price because that's unheard of, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You don't mean $500 of condo fees? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So, no. and then I asked him, I'm like, what's what's the down payment like? He's like, oh, 2500 is on site. That's a joke. <laughs> did you buy 10? I, I wish I did. Honestly, now looking back, I'm like, I wish I did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was my first basically crack at the real estate and uh, I had just started working. So like, I was like, you know what? I could totally afford that. Even if I work part-time somewhere, 500 a month is not a problem. I have 2,500 saved. So let's go ahead and do it. So, uh, you know, fast forward seven years, it took a while for, the, for it to be built. Uh, however, once it was built, I built quite a bit of equity uh, over time. So I'm very happy with it. Awesome. And this this property is essentially what started me off with everything else, because as we know it, we have to leverage money. Yeah. And, uh, this was basically my little uh, gold egg here that's helping me now leverage money and go buy other properties in, the, in other areas. Yeah, it only oh, takes cool. one. A lot of people think you need to go and buy, like go on a massive rampage, but you take one good property and then you can really scale from it if you're smart about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And then the, the best part was like, I, I didn't even know that we could even leverage money. Like uh, yeah. basically, the way I got into this whole burr and understanding power of leverage and money and so forth was when I, when I, I remember one day just like um, being at the gym, I usually work out early in the morning. So like, you know, you, everybody just has a habit of putting on music, you know, you work out, you go about your day. And then one day I decided, I'm like, you know what, why don't I just try to learn something while I'm here? And I spend two hours every day anyway. I'm yeah. like, Let me check out some podcasts, right? I have heard of podcasts. It was new to me. I never really listened to anything and uh, fair enough, I'm just searching and I type in real estate investing. And, you know, the most popular one, as we all know, Bigger Pockets pops up, right? So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I tune into that. I, I start uh, listening. And obviously, because it's a lot of American linguistic in there, I was like, what are they talking about? I was so lost at 1020X <laughs> or whatever it's called, all this stuff, right? Um, so I, I kind of backtrack. I went to like, you know, the uh, first few episodes, but it was phenomenal. It was eye opening to me. Like when they start talking about, the whole Burr model, I, I guys, I kid you not, I, I was like, is this even legal in Canada? Like, I thought it was yeah. an American thing. Like, <laughs> how is that possible, right? How could you like possibly buy a property, fix it, renovate, refi, and then do it all over again? Like, that's insane. Like, I and wish over I and over and over. <laughs> right? Like, it's just it, it almost felt like it was a hidden secret that like no one ever talks about, right? And um, I and then I was just literally shocked. And then, so I started looking at, hey, maybe there's some Canadians. Who are doing this right so start searching for more resources i watched a lot of matt mckeever's youtube videos um and then i found andrew hines podcast which is uh, uh you know one of the best podcasts i really recommend that as well he's phenomenal and funny and enough that's connected. Kind of, i was gonna say that's how i basically reached out to to francois because he was featured in there right so i'm like oh wow like let me let me add him on instagram and then we start talking and like you know we, we start to you know get to know each other a little bit better and uh We've been, uh, you know, communicating ever since. So it's been phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. 
So are you a real estate agent in Toronto and investing in Niagara or are you an, an agent in Niagara investing in Niagara? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Cause I get that a lot. Everybody asks me, it's like, like, what is your, what's, what's going on? What's your deal? I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty much, I can, I can service anywhere. Right. I don't necessarily have like a specific territory. Like I, I, although I live in Toronto, I don't like servicing Toronto and I, and, and it's not my, uh, my first choice. And the reason I'm saying that it's, it's very, very saturated. Yeah, mm. I, I, I find, especially when I'm uh, focusing on investment, there's not many opportunities here because of the price point, right? Yeah, so crazy. <laughs> so for me, like I'm more drawn into the Niagara region and I'm helping a lot of my clients kind of get into the market, whether it's their first time buying a property or uh, they've never even thought of investing. They, like Similar to what I went through, they didn't even know that this Burr method exists or house hacking mm. exists. So I find that uh, for a lot of people, it's it's their first time hearing that there is a possibilities out there that you can leverage money and grow a portfolio, which they never thought existed. Yeah, they think it's for the rich, like they're super wealthy. You need to come in and have huge amounts of money and qualify for all the mortgages. And That's right. I was one of them. Um, I, I, I thought the same thing. I thought I, once I bought that condo, I'm, I'm done. I don't have enough money to go buy other properties. And that goes to show, you know, education is a huge piece of everything. Had mm -hmm. I not, you know, entertained podcasts or YouTube videos or connected or reached out to folks like yourselves, I would not be where I am today. Like I wouldn't have no idea what's going on or how to, uh, you know, leverage money and, 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 and create, you know, a portfolio for myself. So, uh, that basically led me to my very first deal. And this was also completely out of ordinary, right? It was, uh, I was looking at areas, Toronto doesn't make sense. I'm completely priced out. And then I came across this property, and Fort Erie and Fort Erie from where I live is like an hour and a good hour and a half away. Right. So mm. like distance for me, that's distance investing. I know for you guys, it's probably, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but it is. It's, it's a bit further. <laughs> it's not like you can just go and with, especially with traffic, like right now we're fortunate yeah. there's very little traffic, but yeah. in a major traffic jam, that one and a half, one, uh, one and hours and three quarter could be more like four or five hours. I'm sure with bad traffic. We used Absolutely. to live in Hamilton and it was wicked. I worked in Burlington yeah. and what would take 15 minutes could turn into two hours or winter, like three hours. So. And the scary skyway. Yeah, the skyway bridge. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you, you feel your car shaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it says exactly. high wind, don't take the bridge. I'm like, well, what else are we supposed to do, swim? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, for sure, for sure. So like that, that's basically, well, I, I saw a couple of properties in the area and I'm like, hey, like, First thing that came in mind is like, okay, I see the price. The price is good. It's reasonable. It's unbelievable compared to what's happening in Toronto, for instance. Yeah. But if I buy this, are, are people renting? Like, who's going to live there? That was literally my first thought. That was my client. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you think like normally, especially for, for people that are in the city or that grow up in the city, like we're so accustomed to thinking, you know what? There's no life outside of the city. Like, unfortunately, that's how we, we think in the wrong, uh, wrong way. Right. So, um, for me to get comfortable or to know the area a little bit better, what I did was I reached out to a local investor there, Sean Rea. Um, and uh, same thing, I, I reached out to him because I connected him uh, over your, over Andrew Hines' podcast and uh, uh, basically decided, you know what, let me just meet up with him if he has a few minutes. So I did have a prior conversation with him, uh, but then he was nice enough to say, you know what, yeah, he's open for meeting up for lunch. So we ended wow. up just meeting for, for beer and... Uh, ended up talking for like four hours straight. <laughs> wow. People are so passionate in this industry. It's crazy. Like the kind of friends we've made and the acquaintances, yeah. it's really great. Mm -hmm. It's surprising. 
No, absolutely, absolutely. And I and and, and uh, if my wife was here today beside me, she would tell you like I have a problem. I talk too much about real estate. <laughs> <laughs> no other subject. It's not a problem. <laughs> I can't help it, guys. Like it's just literally I, I discovered my passion and I what I truly love, and it's just it's just on my mind twenty four seven, no matter what I do. So it's yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. All of this, you don't don't you have a daytime job as well? I do, I do. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. I know. I think that's one of the first questions that one of my friends asked me is like, Ross, how are you managing all this? Like, how yeah. in the world are you able to do your nine to five job, invest? Like, you have managed, and I'm self managing too, right? So they're like, how are you managing your own properties? How are you managing contractors, renos, and servicing clients? I'm like, I don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, you must. Yeah, no sleep. You just stop sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they, they see me doing podcasts. They, they see me, you know, creating content. As as you guys know, it, it it's it's very time consuming. But yes. the way I see it is like this is the way that I can help people. This is the way I can create a brand for myself. This this way I can tell people what I'm doing so they can learn from my mistakes. Because sharing mm -hmm. is truly caring. And most importantly, I can connect with great folks like yourselves. And then I learn from you, right? And vice versa. Like you never know, right? Any yeah. conversation could turn into little golden nuggets that you hear from one person to another that can definitely help you exceed and excel in your in your in your in your uh, career. Or, or turn into wine. Lately, yes. we've been gifted a lot of wine. People know. Yes, exactly. There you go. It's our, it's our thing. So tell us, Ross, for people who are listening who maybe don't know, like, yes. how do you compare the Toronto market with that Niagara markets? Because I think all of them are hot right now. But I mean, right. what's happening in Niagara that's maybe different from Toronto? Yeah, so Toronto is primarily where I live, at least, is, is condo based, right? So we're seeing a lot of condos. Uh, there's been a big shift in, in basically uh, telecommunication. As you guys know, it. people are uh, working remotely due to COVID and everything. So what we're finding is that uh, people are leaving the city and it's been going for almost a year now, like we're past one year mark in terms of COVID. But there's been a huge shift in high demand and people looking for extra space, which totally makes sense, right? All of a sudden now at a, at a household, you'll have two people needing two desks in a condo, right? Like you're yeah. running out of a space. Um, and also, you know, someone's working in a hallway, the other person's working in a bedroom. It's, it's, it's a little tight, right? <laughs> and then the kids at home too. So, oh my goodness. While, so yes. yeah, it's, it's fun at first you're camping in your house, but then after a week, it's like, can you guys leave? Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. And, and that, and that's what's driving everybody kind of out of the city. Right. So people mm -hmm. are seeing, you know what, I can sell this property, get a good value and I can go say an hour away and buy it either uh 30% less than what I paid for, for my condo because it appreciated over time, or I can go buy my dream home now. Right. The, people are thinking I can grow a family and eventually settle down and so forth. So, Long story short, what's happening is, is this condo market has started to decline a bit. So there has very, um, I, the rental market has picked up a little bit, but there was a, there's a point in time where there was like 20 units in a building for rent and there's no tenants wow. that want to live there. And the vacancy right? used wow. to be like zero, like super slim. Correct. Correct. That we were at a point where it was like, literally it was like 0 8% or 0 0.9, like not even like 1% was the vacancy rate we were seeing before. But now it's like, you're probably looking at two, three, maybe a little bit higher um, over the, the past couple of months. And uh, even the tenants that were previously living, they're now sitting waiting for the leases to be over to be like, hey buddy, I need a cut of my rent or I'm leaving. So yeah. that's, that's another thing that's happening quite a lot. 
Oh, really? Wow. That's surprising. Yeah. It's like, it seems like the opposite of everywhere else that we uh, hear. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. And outside of the GTA, outside of Toronto, you're seeing the complete opposite end, right? Huge demand. People are bidding for homes. Uh, mm. Every single uh, mini city, you can say it, even outside of Niagara, like I'm, I'm seeing things like in Windsor and Sudbury, like it's, it's just been a huge ripple effect. Those areas are all being like completely, uh, you know, swamped with people from the GTA. And I hear that all the time. The oh, first yeah. thing when I go, I do a, a, a showing is they ask me, where are you from? Are you from Toronto? I'm like, yes. They're like, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> one yeah. of those rare guys that are still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, don't hate me. I'm just here to help. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so what has been one of your biggest challenges so far on this journey? Yeah, that, definitely. Uh, so the challenge has been basically uh, working with, um, trying to work with multiple things on my end, right? Like I mentioned, I have a lot on my plate. So I'm yeah. trying to help my clients, trying to do my corporate job and, and you know, also maintain a work-life balance even for myself, right? So it's a little bit tough. But at the end of the day, like I, I find that when I do real estate, it doesn't feel like work for me. Like as a passion, as I mentioned earlier, so mm -hmm. I truly enjoy it. It's I'm seeing a lot of growth in my own self. I'm seeing a lot of growth in the clients that I'm helping with. Um, so truthfully, like the challenge here is just trying to figure out where do you draw a line in terms of life balance. And uh, I think a part of the podcast I had with Francois, we went over this was like, it's it's a bit challenging because you you know you have your wife, you know you have your family. Like as much as we need to make money, we also have to be they're physically present at that moment because otherwise you're gonna you're gonna lose all the time together right so yeah i find yeah. that's my challenge <laughs> yeah you mentioned your wife is she uh, investing with you or yeah i mean she so she's not necessarily directly involved but obviously we talk about everything together she's kind of like behind the scenes she prefers it that way <laughs> <laughs> but uh no for sure no she's she's been a you know she's my backbone so like any deals that I do, anything that uh, I am um, looking at investing, I obviously discuss it with her. We're on the same page. We have to make sure that, you know, we're moving together and 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 it's not, you know, one person wants to do one thing, another one doesn't. It becomes yeah. a lot tougher that way, right? Especially in a financial situation, for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So has taking risks been a challenge for you? Initially it was, absolutely. Yes, and I love this question because I, especially when you first start off, it's very daunting to be like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go buy a property. I'm gonna put all my money, all my savings into a down payment, <laughs> right? And you don't know if it's gonna work or not, yeah. right? Especially when you have never done it before, it is very daunting. Mm -hmm. For me, it got to a point, uh, it, what made me comfortable getting, you know, or taking action was, as I mentioned, the education piece. And then when I, become a re uh, when I became a realtor, so I actually got firsthand experience dealing with clients, helping them yeah. buy their home. Right. So then I saw the process and I'm like, this is not as scary as I thought. Right. Like, <laughs> and then over and over and you get to know and you get to see their mistakes, too. So <laughs> what yeah. not to do <laughs> for sure. Start, I would see out, you feel like it's a bigger risk, uh, but then you realize that it wasn't such as big a risk as you thought. No, absolutely. I like I would see I would see people, you know, trying to pay a little bit too much for for property that was not worth yeah. it because like, I'll have like comparables and, you know, I would know the ARVs and everything in the area. So then. I would try my best to educate, but of course you do what they say, you know, whatever your clients want. So you, yeah. you know, all you can do is give them your professional advice and then let them do the, you know, what, whatever they want to do with the property. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, it would be tough as a, a realtor. Sometimes I'm sure you're like, this is really bad guys, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
You're no, it, it, it is tough because everybody's situation is a little bit different. I mean, you're going to have the people that are a little bit more risk averse. There are people that are, you know, risk takers, let's just say. Yeah. Um, I, I like to get to a point where, where it's calculated risk personally. So I like to at least get them to that point where they, they feel a little bit comfortable pulling a trigger. Um, and going back to what you guys asked about the condo, just wanted to point out, I mean, for people that are actually interested in living in the city, no better time to buy property than now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, don't buy it to, to, to invest unless you're okay with negative cash flow, let's say, for another year. But if you're planning on living there, let's just say for at least a year or two, amazing time. This is the perfect time to get in. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of that. Like I'm seeing a lot of uh, first-time home buyers mm. that are interested in staying in the GTA are now starting to buy the little properties. And at one point, as I mentioned, there was so much, uh, you know, listings available people were panicking investors were panicking and offloading that you can get some really really great deals and i've done that personally i've gotten my clients some um you know sixty thousand to fifty thousand less than asking wow, wow. In toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah so in toronto the condo market is kind of like almost like a buyer's market in a way Really? Right? Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Maybe we yeah. should look. <laughs> yeah no seriously seriously like if like if i mean we know and i and and we don't have a crystal ball, but the way I see it, I think eventually things are going to definitely go back to normal. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Like a major city, you can't lose. No, right? no, no. Like no. If you are planning the wave. Absolutely. If you're, if you're planning on long-term, I don't see a downside. Like it, it just have to be okay with, you know, some negative cash flow if you can, again, as an investor, or if you want to live in it, just move in in there. You're going to build some great equity over the years. Absolutely. Hmm. So you, you just mentioned cash flow. So the markets that you're investing in, are you able to cash flow like in Niagara? And I think yes. you mentioned, uh, Win, was it Windsor or? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. They're yeah, close. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I would not invest in anything that, that does not cash flow. <laughs> yeah. Same thing uh, for us. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, 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 it's the most safest play you can make. And uh, just because of what's happening, I mean, just, if you're mm -hmm. just looking at just the mortgage rate, uh, rates right now, like you can get like 1.25%, one, I've seen nine, like less than a percent even. Point, for, yeah, for, 0.99. Right, like some crazy unheard of numbers, like historically low numbers we've never seen before. Mm. Um, and so the way I see it is, okay, great. You have a really more low mortgage rate today, say you get a variable, but what happens in three years, you know, should the government or the Bank of Canada increase rates, right? If yeah. you don't have cash flow right now, guess what's going to happen then? You're going to be in, you know, pick, putting Pay. your hand in your own pocket. <laughs> Paying people to live in your property. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless it's appreciating, like that's... That's right. That could be a play, but that's risky. Yeah. And appreciate banking only on appreciation is very risky, in my opinion. I know well, you can get... Yeah, you can get very rich, but you can get very poor as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's based on a speculation, right? I mean... It, that's the thing like uh, and the way the market has been so far it can't go up 20 percent every year like we've seen over the past year it's just it doesn't make sense no yeah, it's not going to get there so for somebody who thinks that's that's what they're going to get in the next three four years they're in for a big surprise <laughs> yes yeah so to going back to your question there jennifer yeah absolutely i make sure i have you know positive cash flow going into these properties absolutely and you can, I mean, as we mentioned earlier, uh, just looking on MLS, for instance, you can probably see, you know, a hundred listings and out of the hundred, there's one or two that are really good deals. And you have to, 
Uh, you have to be with a team or a realtor or whoever you're working with that can you know see that potential and be very quick at it, like extremely quick yeah. at it. You're gonna pull the trigger. And, oh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and that's what I've I have been doing, and that's what I uh, I want to share. Like you know, the recent transaction actually today is we just closed on it. Uh, situation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I was helping a client of mine, and um, she was looking for you know multifamily in the area. And again, everybody says, oh, there's nothing in St. Catharines, there's nothing in Niagara, like forget it. So I found this deal for her. I did a, I, you know, I did a quick analysis on my end. I saw that cash flows at least 300 base as is, like not wow. even, not even moving the tenants or you know renovating and whatnot. And it was listed for 400. I got it negotiated down. I got it under contract for 370. Oh my goodness! Wow. With inspection. <laughs> not That's firm. Insane. Wow. Conditions. Yes. Did, you, did you bring a gun? What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> no. So as I was saying, like, it's like, I like to move fast. The, the moment I see a listing, like it was listed maybe the night before I saw it around maybe like eight, nine o'clock. I, I, I tried calling and I figured, you know what? I don't want to get yelled at on the line. Like, what are you yeah. doing? I'm mean, bedtime. So I waited the next morning, spoke with the agent. Got it. Got her, um, you know, to sign the contract. My buyer was ready. She 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 trusted me, and she knew that you know if Ross says it's a good deal, I'm in. Right. So you have to build a relationship with your clients first of all. Let's just put it that way because yeah. they have to trust you that if you are seeing a deal, then it is a deal. Obviously, you, that's when the conditions come in, so that she can still do her due diligence and whatnot, right, to make sure. But uh, yes, yeah, so we we our first walkthrough was with an inspector, which was wow. amazing. Uh, oh, we wow. went in. Yeah, he was so phenomenal. Like he kind of just walked us through like all the issues with the house. So some of it, obviously, I scoped out when I spoke with the agent. But things like plumbing issues, galvanized plumbing, you know, mm -hmm. backup insurance, issues, like that. Mm -hmm. Right? Those, those are those are definitely worth paying for because you know, uh, with that in mind, with all this uh, information that I gathered, then I was able to go back on the negotiation table and got uh, you know another five thousand dollars off the asking. And uh, wow, yeah. Oh, awesome. And then That's what I wanted to say about this one, yeah, what I wanted to say about this one is, is like this, this property, like, uh, uh, let's just say like a comparable just in the area is 430. So I made my client over $65,000 just on the buy. From day one. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you want to work in our markets? Yes. Yeah. We would it, right? I'm always open. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, a, it's so, it's such a key thing because I think that we would be totally willing to work with a real estate agent who just like, did exactly what you did, found us a deal. And then like, just where do I sign? Because yeah. it's so hard to find, it's hard to find deals. You have to be on the ball constantly. all the time, constantly, always scouring over deals. So power team. Yeah. So anybody listening to yes. this call Ross, Ross is going to get you $60,000. No. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, and we know it, like you have to make money on the buy. That's where yeah. the actual money is. If you think you're going to buy something 400 and you're going to wait five years, sure. You can make the money there, but then it's like, what happens in between, right? Like you, yeah. your money's locked in, right? You want to get as many of, of that money out as possible, especially when you're doing a burr as we discovered. Right. So absolutely. So tell us about your favorite project that you've done so far. It could be your own or customer. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to share it. So this this one uh, is the uh, property that I bought in Fort Erie that I mentioned. So mm -hmm. uh, another background story with this one, um, it was listed for 420. It's a triplex, this, this uh, property. Um, I was fairly new to the investment game, so I wasn't 100% sure what, what to do with it. 
And uh, I, he I hesitated. So I, I, I pulled, you know, one of the cards of, you know, judging a book by its cover because on yeah. the outskirts of the house, it's a little rundown. It's a little bit old. It's over 150 years old. It looks like a little cottage. Mm. Best way I can picture it for you guys is like, think of uh, uh, Snow White's little house. <laughs> it was one of those, right? And uh, I waited a week. I, I passed by it. I'm like, oh, 420. Like, no, that's too much. Um, long story short, a week later, I, I came back on the listing for some reason. I, I looked at the pictures and I looked at the inside and I'm like, wow, the inside is renovated. It's, it's, it's nicely done. It's in good shape. Let me just call the agent. So I speak with the agent and the agent goes, oh, yeah, no, this one is unfortunately conditionally sold. Mm. Um, I'm like, oh, what's the condition? He goes, financing, you know, uh, we, we've given him a week. And, uh, and then he goes, yeah, like two of the, the three units is vacant. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> did you say vacant, vacant and renovated? Like what? Like I was so shocked. I wanted to like slap myself in the face because I'm like, I passed on this deal a week before, right? I should yeah. have done something with it. And, uh, so I tell him like, listen, his name is Michael. I'm like, listen, Michael, the moment that deal falls apart for whatever reason, you got to call oh, me, man. right? You got to call me. He goes, you got it. And a week after I get a text, you would never believe it. The deal fell apart. Are you still interested? I'm like, oh yes. Wow. Those are the best <laughs> yeah. deals. They can yeah. in Ontario. It's like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even then, like like I said, asking was 420. I got it on the contract for 405. So I was like, wow. listen, awesome. I'm not gonna pay 420. 405 is reasonable based on the comps and whatnot. I went in there, checked out the property. Uh, same thing. I moved like the whole um, key here is you got to move fast. So I was really yeah. right on the ball. Checked out the property, looked it around. I found again some issues that I, I wanted to address and, and negotiate further. Went with my inspector and all that. So I um, also spoke with local agents in the area. Like I mentioned, Sean was a was a phenomenal help, and uh, spoke to him. I'm like, listen, what do you think of this deal? Because he knows about it too, because he's there, right? Yeah. He goes, yeah, I looked at that. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I need work, etc. I'm like, Sean, what do you think it's worth? Like, should I throw it? I'm thinking maybe 330, 350. He goes, why don't you just try 330? If you think it's worth 330, just throw an offer. What's the worst that can happen? I'm like, you're absolutely right. What's the worst they're going to say? No? Okay. So I sent him a long report of everything that's wrong that we discovered, like just completely trying to negotiate with him so a seller has something to go off of. Mm -hmm. And the and the agent goes it's like Ross, you're asking me to drop it like by like almost seventy five thousand dollars. Are you crazy? <laughs> I'm like, hey man, I want Doesn't you to present that. this, <laughs> right? So he goes, and literally an hour later, he messes me. He's like, you won't believe this, Ross. He's he's accepting that offer. I'm like, score. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's a great story. Yeah, and then. Right now, I'm in the midst of just renovating the upstairs. So it's fully tenanted. got some phenomenal tenants in there, getting some great cash flow on that property. Upstairs, I'm renovating, and I'm going to be refining, uh, refinancing that property. So current ARV, very conservatively, is 500 right now. So I bought it at 330, and I'm looking at 550. So the perfect burr plus extra equity. That's what I'm nice. looking at. Nice. Wow. Congrats. <laughs> I'll definitely drink to that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. My glass is empty, but cheers. <laughs> That's a great deal. So yes. uh, favorite project. So tell us about your best real estate tip or story. If you have one. So well, that yeah. was already a great story. But yeah, maybe but like a, maybe a tip. Like what? So you said be quick, be prepared. Yeah. So yeah. do you have another little thing? A little tip. Yeah. 
For sure, for sure. So it, it goes without saying, you, you got to surround yourself with the right people. You have to have mm -hmm. the power team, as, as Francois mentioned as well. So, um, you know, just working a realtor is not enough. You have to make sure your finances are in order first and foremost, because there's no point of you coming to me and say, hey, Ross, I want to buy a house when you don't have the money, right? Yeah, Unless exactly. You figure out how are you going to get it? That's a different story. But if you yeah. haven't looked around, then, like, you know, that's, that's, that's no one's, uh, you know, good time of use. Mm -hmm. um, so brokerages, uh, you definitely have to make sure you have a good mortgage agent. You want to make sure you're working with a great realtor. You want to make sure you have a good accountant if you are planning on, of course, continuing this. It's a business. You got to think of this as a business, not yeah, just one off. Yeah, right. You have to make sure those things are in order. A good contractor as an absolute must, uh, especially if you are just starting out and you're new. Make sure you reach out and connect with folks in your in your region. Uh, you know, uh, do connect uh, with them through uh, you know WhatsApp or uh, Facebook, whatever it is. Send them a quick message. Like our community is very welcoming, which I absolutely love, and I think. No one here will say no. They may delay in responding to you because they're busy, but you will get an answer. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I find that real estate investors are so kind and, and they're always happy to help. And I find that when we find another investor who wants to invest in the same market, we don't feel like it's competition. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to help you find a place. Like, it's just fun. Yeah, let, let us visit and all that. And yeah, send us need... pictures. <laughs> yeah. You need tips for tenants, and I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I remember even at uh, one point I, re I reached out to uh, Francois because uh, he was mentioning that you guys invested in Cornwall. And I was like, hey, Francois, what do you think of uh, Cornwall? And then he was kind enough to tell me, hey, here's a great agent that I work with. Why don't you speak to him? And I did, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's the power of having a, a good uh, network because he could have just been like, okay, who's this guy? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to respond yeah. to that. I don't want him in Cornwall. Screw off, right? <laughs> I'm the king of Cornwall. Not, yeah, not another yeah, investor it's in all mine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a small city. I mean, so it's a small market. Yeah. It gets saturated quickly. And it yeah. is filled with people from the GTA, Montreal, <laughs> and Ottawa, and then the local investors. So it's really busy, but... But it's still, I mean, we just actually sold one of our properties in Cornwall yesterday. We yes. celebrated. Oh, it's sold over asking. Yeah. Cash offer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just redirecting they some of our investments. They didn't use Ross to negotiate. Never <laughs> <laughs> give me a call, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your podcast. Is it yeah. real estate, like for agents or real estate investors or what's the... Yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, so I started a podcast. Actually, it was one of my goals this year was because I got a taste of a little bit of success. I'm like, listen, I, I, I would love to share my journey, as I mentioned, so that even if I make mistakes, I I'm, 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 I show that on my Instagram and stuff. I don't hide the, what's going on in the back end. It's not always, you know, rainbows and unicorns, as we both know nope. in, this, <laughs> in this business, right? So I show the good, the bad, the evil, whatever you want to call it. So I figured, you know what? I love networking with folks. I love talking like like how we are chatting right now. I'm like, the little timbits we share, if someone else listens, that can drastically change their life. Like, why not just, you know, get it out there? So I, I, I decided, you know what, let me start a podcast. So my podcast is basically the whole reason why I launched it was to help as, as new investors kind of get in the market. Mm -hmm. And then for the ones that want to scale up, when I interview, you know, individuals that have, you know, growing portfolios is they can learn one thing or two to help their portfolio grow. So it's kind of, it's targeted uh, basically for um, new and intermediate investors. Let's put it there. I don't. I'm not advanced myself. Hopefully, I'll get there one day. But 
it's, it's a journey. So I love sharing, uh, you know, the information and communicating with everybody. So it's, it's been really fun and I really, I really enjoy it right now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's such a key thing. I think that a lot of people do um, turn to podcasts to get information, especially when they're starting out or if they're intermediate, like you said, we're always looking yeah. for ways yeah. to learn. And we are having Andrew Hines on ours. I, have you invited him on yours? Not yet. Uh, he's, he's a busy nice. guy. <laughs> he's super nice. He'll he'll most likely say yes. I don't see why he would say no. So. Oh, yeah. I, was, I would love to have him. And one of my goals is to get on his podcast because I'm like, I would love to go where I started, you know, that's, he was kind of like my Canadian uh, yeah. landing. <laughs> yes. Well, and I love the way he crunches the numbers, you know, like, I just, oh man, it's something else. Yes. <laughs> you have to be prepared. When Frost yeah. was on his podcast, he's like, bang, 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 bang. He's like, hey, you made a better ROI than you thought. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> wow. So it's very better different. than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no, for uh, sure. So if you were to start all over, what would you do? And don't say start earlier. <laughs> yeah, that one we've heard. No rich yeah. dad, poor dad, and no starting earlier. Something else, please. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's a given. Yeah, you, everybody, want, if everybody had a time machine, they would start early, right? But yes. uh, I, I, I think it, for me, it, it was just changing my mindset. I think from, that's the biggest, biggest uh, you know, change that I would make. Uh, because I, I grew up, you know, with with the mindset, you know, I have to work nine to five, I have to go get an education, and then work till I'm sixty five, and then retire. Like that was kind of yeah, like yeah. what I was brought up to think was how you're supposed to live and be successful, right? Um, but and then it got to a point in my journey where I'm like, it's not enough. It's not what I want to do. I'm not about you know living paycheck to paycheck because the more you make, the more you tax, right? Like. Oh, <laughs> It's, and the more you true. spend usually as well. <laughs> yeah, you, you're up, you, you, you upscaled your life and then boom, you're back to paycheck to paycheck, right? So yeah. uh, I think that's that's the mental uh, uh, shift that I, I would definitely make a lot earlier in, in, in my life that I was able to do, I would say probably recently in the most, uh, a couple of years, I would say is probably when that uh, mindset shift happened. And I think that a lot of people, I think that that's such a good point, but a lot of people are uh, thinking of that shift because we mm. all kind of grew up with that thought that you did the nine yeah. to five and then at 65, you're retired. And then around 80, you just go. Yeah, <laughs> you're dead. It's over. <laughs> so yeah, you can sure. do it differently. Like the four, the four hour work week. I mean, there's so, there's so much inspiration about not just doing the nine to five, like everybody does. And I even yeah. read a crazy book. I can't remember the title, but they say to take your retirement when you're in your 20s and 30s and then start working. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. to have it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it because you might die. So a personal story, my own father, uh, he retired at what age? 53. 53. So he was a teacher, 53, and he died when he was 63. So he had 10 years of retirement. So oh, wow. that's not very long. I mean, saving for years and then pff, you die 10 years later or so. Oh. It's not a very long retirement anyway. No, we had a really yeah. good nine years, lots of traveling and stuff. That's great. Thankfully, he retired early. But imagine if he retired at 65. He wouldn't have, oh, he wouldn't have been dead. So there you go. <laughs> so you have to enjoy life on totally every agree. day and each and every day and mm -hmm. make the most out of it. And Absolutely. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, nothing is guaranteed. And that's, that's one of my points that I was mentioning earlier. It's like I, I want to have that life balance because... I don't want to get to the point where I'm so busy working that I, I forget to live. That's not yeah. what this whole journey is about. Absolutely. Enjoy the journey. <laughs> it's more fun, actually, the journey than the end result, for sure. It's like buying a property. 
the big right. excitement is getting the deal and signing yeah. and then you get the keys and then okay i'm bored next <laughs> yeah absolutely for me it's the negotiation getting it on the contract I'm yes, like, yes. <laughs> the refinancing and then you get approved you get your check okay now Correct. okay this is boring i want something else well, we definitely <laughs> see that you're good at that if you're getting deals under asking that's great Niagara <laughs> region wow yes that's like yeah. unheard of yeah, no, for sure. You just have to be adamant. You have to build a you know, good relationship with the realtors on the other side. Create a win-win situation. Like, I'm not here to rip somebody off. Um, you know, oh, I'm just trying to be it. fair, right? Like, so I, I always like to leave some, you know, meat on the bone for the next person too, because I could have, in my in my ideal world, I would have paid 350 for that property. But I think 365 was a good win-win for both. Yeah. Just because yeah. they need that extra cash for whatever, you know, avenues they want to deploy. So you want to walk away you know, satisfied on both ends and not feel ripped off. I think that's that's the major key here. And that's a huge mindset thing again, creating win-win. A lot of people don't realize that. They get started, then we were like that at the beginning too. I want the yeah. lowest price possible and you nickel that's and right. dime and get really cheap with your contractor and everybody. Then yeah. it, goes, it all goes south. So yeah, be generous. But yeah, of course, get a good deal. Uh, be smart about it. But generosity mm -hmm. and being... Um, yeah, paying for what it is, what it's worth, and it's totally worth it. Yeah, when you pay your contractor or whatever as well, they they'll do you they favors. They treat you well. They treat you well because that's they know right. you're you're gonna call them again. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, that's that's honestly the key to success. I at least from from what I've experienced so far, it's like you have to treat everybody the same level of respect, whether they're a tenant, whether there's a contractor, or there's somebody on the street. Honestly, um, I. I had a similar situation when I had, you know, some really, really bad tenants in my Sarnia property. When I, when I bought the property, I assumed them and you guys won't believe the amount of, I guess, insecurity or, or lack of trust they had with previous people. And I don't blame them. I'm not sure what the experience was that, uh, you know, when I promised them, you know, I'm going to deliver this on this date, I'll give you cash. I'll, I'll, I'll he, they were like, you have to drop me off at the ghost station. I'm like, I'll do it for you. No problem. Like whatever you need, like I'm here. <laughs> They didn't believe me, Francois. Yeah. They thought I'm, I'm bluffing. They're like, you're telling me you're going to wake up three in the morning, drive two, hour, two and a half hours to drop me off at the ghost station five in the morning at Sarnia? I'm like, yes. They're like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Right? It was just one of those it. things. Wow. Mm. But then I eventually. Them. Yeah, no, eventually, like what, what happened with that? Sorry, I have, I'm full of stories. But with this one, <laughs> uh, they, they ended up just leaving the place. Uh, on their own, they basically banned it. Told me two days later, uh, I found out. So I'm like, I told my ma property manager, I'm like, hey, go there, like, put on, you know, change the keys and whatnot, right? They left, and two days later, they they messaged me, and I remember it was like Feb like middle of February, like extremely cold that day. It was like, so cold in here, and they're like, hey, like we're locked out. I'm like, what do you mean? You sent me a message two days ago saying you guys are left and you're gone. Yeah. Like, oh no, we we try to go to our friend's house and they. They're, they're not happy with our accommodation. We need to go back in here. We're so cold. I'm like, oh man, okay, you know what? I call I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I called her. She like got there, opened, opened the door, let him in. But like that literally changed our relationship like drastically. Like you guys won't believe how much respect I gain in their eyes hmm. to be like, oh, this person is like a legitimate human. Like he has a heart, right? Someone else could have been like, screw off. Like you left, you left, it's done. Like I'm not gonna bother with this but i'm like no like it's cold i the last thing i want is somebody to get sick right like yeah. <laughs> we need shelter right so that helped me kind of build a good relation with them and then we got to the point where we both mutually agreed on a certain amount and uh, yeah they left happy and i have a 
place vacant. But like that just goes to show, you know, if you treat people the right way, things will happen for you. Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, any final advice? Yeah, no, I, I would say it's just like the, the, the biggest thing here is mindset. I, I truly believe that. So don't be afraid to, to take risks. I think it's, it's very easy for us to be risk averse. Make sure you do, uh, you know, we have calculated risk. I think yes. what helps build confidence is education, but then don't stop there. Make sure you go in there and take action. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> take action. I know that's our motto is just, just do it. What's the worst that, that can happen? So that's the calculated risk. What's the biggest risk? And then that's it. Just get going and even small actions. Like I, that's why I really like following you. Anybody tuning in, you share some really good insights and some great tips and ideas to take action, even fitness and stuff and traveling. <laughs> I'm sure it will happen again at some point. So yes, that's Absolutely. great. So Absolutely. yeah, about to follow you or get into contact with you so that you can negotiate their next deal. Where, <laughs> where can they find you? Yeah, uh, they can connect with me. I'm very active on pretty much on all social media, but mainly I'm on the Instagram, quite uh, active there on YouTube. Um, again, I have my podcast. So yeah, feel free to reach out to me. We'd love to, uh, you know, answer any questions you have. I'm always open to conversating, connecting with people. So by all means, feel free, please. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk to yes. you. You're such a nice guy. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, it, was, it was so nice to meet you, uh, Jennifer. I know I talked to Francois before, but and and Francois, by the way, I love that you mentioned that earlier about you know what's the worst that can happen? You die. I remember you mentioned my podcast, yes. and I'm like, I live by that now. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, because you don't know how much time you have. Maybe maybe seriously. we're not gonna we're gonna go to bed and not wake up. Am I happy with the result? Then. No, then get up and do something. <laughs> I totally agree. No, I totally agree. And then I, I love that. I love that there's people like you, yourselves out there who are also very open and, and willing to share and educate. So for folks that are not like, you know, uh, following you, when I when I repost this, I want them to follow you guys and also get educated and, and, and learn uh, the process and the journey along. So it'll be, it'll be really fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. A pleasure. And yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll buy some cheap GTA condos. <laughs> I'm tempted to go move in or use them for crypto mining. You put computers and they just, because you have good internet, so you could just fill yeah. them up. Anyway, oh my just goodness. kidding. Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> Francois yeah. already ahead of it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but thank you so much and have a great night. And thank you for everyone who's watching. Yes. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye.